Good day, my friends in the Lord. Uh, we are so happy that Singapore is relaxing most of the restrictions and it's so good to see many of you returning to church on Sundays. Welcome back to the podcast and for this season, we'll be reading and reflecting on the Psalms. Today, we'll be reflecting on Psalm 146. There'll be two parts to it. Today, we will focus on verses 1 to 6 and on Thursday, verses 7 to 10. For now, we will read the whole of the psalm, Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God indeed. Let us pray. Lord, as we come before you to meditate upon your word, Lord, may you give us your wisdom and your grace as we discern in the presence of the Spirit what you want us to know and how to put that knowing into action. This is so that your name be glorified. And this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We can see that the psalmist started the psalm with praising God and declared his lifetime allegiance to God, not to a God he serves. He was exhorting others and his own soul to actually do likewise, to praise God, because to the psalmist, God is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be praised. As long as the psalmist is alive, he said that he will praise God. It does not mean that he will be singing every minute of the day, but it means that his manner of life shall reflect his thankfulness. In verse 2, the psalmist commented that as long as he still has his being, meaning while he's still alive, he will praise God. And verse 2 gives the sense of repetition, right? A repetition of an action where the psalmist will continue to worship God as he is able. Verses 1 and 2 are what we call parallelism in a psalm, where each verse reinforces or repeats the message of the other. And these two verses provides the key idea that we are, like the psalmist, created to worship and to glorify God. And as you know, we think about it, we may find that verses 1 and 2, you know, it brings to mind what many churches are now facing. 
you know, with the relaxation, rela uh, uh, relaxation or restrictions, all of us, we are now able to come back to church for fellowship, for worship. We're able to sing, you know, with mask on and we are even allowed to consume food on church premises. Yet because of the pandemic, we've been having online or hybrid setups for worship for nearly two years. And two years is a long time and many of us, we have gotten used to having such setups. Even as we lament on how impersonal online meetings and services had been, we didn't really have a choice. And we are grateful that such means are made available, especially during periods of lockdowns. Now, such online services or meetings, they do have their advantages, right? Live streaming or recorded services, it made it possible for some to worship together with the local church, even when they're overseas for short-term trips. You also open up possibilities for the homebound or even those who have uh, fallen sick because of COVID to be able to worship together um, with the congregation. Yet we might sometimes, you know, I think that we might have forgotten that such online means of worship are provided out of necessity rather than being the norm. Such online means of worship are provided for by the grace of God in a pandemic situation. And now that the thing that things are getting back to normal, the question is this, is there still a need for us to stay home in worship? Should we totally unplug live streaming? Or are there ways where we can embrace the advantages of online services and yet at the same time be rooted in the good theology of worshipping God as a gathered and embodied people? Now in the light of Psalms, 146 verses 1 to 2, I'd like to just share some personal thoughts with you. Including Psalms 146, the Bible has actually been pretty consistent where worship is concerned. It's been pretty consistent that worship is supposed to be what we call an embodied experience. I mean, we just need to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 10, right? Verse 25, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, Matthew chapter 18, Verse 20 are all Bible verses, passages, which speak so clearly that as God's people, we are supposed, we are encouraged to gather often and in the physical sense. And as a people of God, we do not just use our minds or eyes or our mouths to worship through a digital space. Instead, we are created to use, to use the whole of our being in praise of God. We bow our hearts in prayer. We raise our hands to express how grateful we are to God's grace in our lives. We taste the broken bread and pour out drink that symbolizes the sacrifice of God's only Son and therefore His salvation. We look at one another in the eye to know that we are one people. Men to love one another, even as God is love. We lay our hands to pray for one another and greet each other in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some might argue that, you know, some of these things can be done through online means. Yes, definitely. And totally justified where there is a pandemic going on. I mean, we do not want to be foolish either and disobey the authorities when there are restrictions going on. 
But my friends, now that the restrictions are almost totally lifted, we must ask ourselves this question. Why are we not returning to what is the ideal? And how many of us can be sure that we are not more distracted during worship through such online services? Over the past two years, many have confessed that such means of worship, while convenient, have made worship less of a protected time to focus on our Abba Father. I mean, wearing our pyjamas aside, we take drinks from the fridge during prayer as if it's just a TV commercial. We attend to the demands of our children who shouted that they want more breakfast while the pastor is preaching on screen. We have to close the windows when it started to rain just because we're at home and not in church. In some ways, if we allow all these things to become a norm, we might be learning more and more to worship God not with the whole of our being, as suggested by Psalms 146, but only when it is convenient. We might be signaling to the younger generation that God is secondary to our own needs. And when that happens, then we are not really doing what Psalm 146 verses 1 to 2 suggested, and that is to worship God with the whole of our being. Given that we are now torn between you know, an online setup, we have gotten so used to it, and also God's call for us to return to church, you know, to worship Him together as one people, what do we do? Where do we go from here? Now, my suggestion is that at the very first level, we should really encourage one another to come together for on-site services. Two years, as I said, is a long time. Some of us need time to adjust back to the norm and that is perfectly all right. We shouldn't judge people for that. We can give one another the time to adjust, but we need to adjust and not leave things as they are. At another level, we can record the services and put it on the church website at a later time of the day or even the next working day. And this will allow worshippers to review the sermons and provide opportunities for those not able to attend on-site services for very good reasons to have access to them as well. And church, I think by doing so, we can send a message that coming together as a people of God is a priority. And we do not want to do this out of convenience. Rather, we are here because God is worthy of our worship, even through the most inconvenient of times. And such are our acts of worship which promotes faith and trust in God. And indeed, as you know, the subsequent verses, verses 3 to 6 says, Put not your trust in princes, in the Son of Man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. And blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. Now the message of this portion of the passage is clear. The psalmist exhorted us not to put our trust in man, but in God. But this is not to say that we ought, you know, we ought to be very suspicious all the time and not to trust people in general. What the Sami, Sami is, um, is saying is that we should not be over-reliant on people 
on powers or authorities, so much so that we think they can save us or even protect us forever. They cannot. They cannot because they are not perfect. They cannot because they are not the Almighty. You know, some might even be good to us in a short short time, in a short term, but only to betray our trust when self-interest takes over. Instead, we are encouraged to hope in God, who is the creator of all things, who can save us from our sins and help us be transformed in his likeness. And this is why the psalmist opened his mouth with words of praise for God. Because according to him, God is totally worthy of our worship and praise. And this, I think, is another reason for us to gather physically in worship. You see, if our coming together is desired by God, then by doing so at the cost of our inconvenience, we are learning to put our hope and our trust in God, and not in ourselves or in men. And as we get adjusted to an endemic situation of dealing with COVID, there might be times where we could be tempted to shift our trust from God to ourselves or the things of this world. So as the economy opens up, as we get back to what it once was, we need to recall, we need to be rooted in the precious prayers and reflections that we have done when COVID was wreaking much havoc. Because we have learned that during a time of crisis, we can only rely on God to do His wonders and purposes. Because no power, no person, no authority can do anything close to what God can do. And so during a time of recovery, of getting back to normalcy, of peace, we can also do well to remember that our faith in God needs to grow and not falter. As in bad times, we anchor our soul in God, so in better times, we continue to put our trust in Him and seek His face for future directions. And so we continue to come together to praise God and declare that the psalmist, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. Amen. Amen.